Let's get started. Good morning, everybody. Yesterday was Daf Chav Zayin. Today is Chav Ches. We'll do a review of yesterday's Daf, then get to today's. We'll have a reminder for Shlema Hadas Basranya. Um, she had surgery yesterday. Um, well, well, that's what they said. Well, well, right. Okay. The child. The child. The little baby. Yeah. Um, and uh, all right, and all else who needs uh, needs a refuah All right, we're gonna and we have a mind. Amy Bastvara, see, I waited till they come in. Here's this Basara, Rachel Basara, and Shmuel Ben Fagel. Okay. Michal Aviva Bas. Here's this. Right. Trying to. All right. So uh, we started off yesterday. Uh, yesterday's stuff talking about. Um, this, uh, this, this, somewhat of a question that we had on uh, on on uh, Rav Shmuel Bar of Yitzchak's statement named Rav. He said that there's a clause basically that uh, a woman was taken in captivity, if it's for monetary reasons. So he said basically then she'll be um, permitted to her husband. If it was for life and death reasons, then she'll be prohibited to her husband. We assume that uh, she was compromised. So. The question, uh, so Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak qualifies that. He says that's only if uh, the Jewish people are in a, in a stronger position. But if the Goyim are in a stronger position, so then even though it's not appropriate, but they could care less, that's, uh, you know, and therefore it's not going to help. Now, and then we had a question based on a story. The story goes that uh, uh, Rabbi Yossi Cohen or Rabbi Zechariah we're testifying about a, J- a Jewish girl that was taken as collateral in Ashkelon. And the family didn't want, once they somehow redeemed her, they didn't want to have anything to do with her. They thought she was, you know, she, she was compromised. She was a, somebody had relations with her. And, but she had witnesses that she was never alone. She was not, uh, she wasn't, uh, nothing, nothing happened to her. So the Chum said, look, if you believe that this, that she was taken in captivity, they're taken as a collateral, then you should believe the witnesses that nothing happened. And if not, you don't believe that the, that the, the, on the witnesses are saying, so then don't believe that she was taken in the first place. Now, when you think about Ashkelon, Ashkelon and Goyim are in a stronger position. And it says that, uh, that it was only because she was taking collateral, the money was due, and they, you know, even in a monetary way, they're going to be... Um, the, you know, the money w- was owed and never paid up. That, you know, so that's, that's what happened. Um, and it sounds like that if she was just taken in captivity, not. Um, so the Gemara says, not necessarily true. It could be that's just how the story happened. It would have been also true by the kids of Nech That was first thing. Then we saw the, uh, another explanation. Robert says that... Um, he, he sees our mish, our, uh, the din of Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, and he says the story of Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Zechariah uh, fits in with that, because uh, seemingly Horana is an example of Dinim Amnas, and uh, they only are permitting her on the basis of the Eitim, um, even though it's only a monetary law. So it does not prove that, uh, that it must be that we have this concept of Yad Ha'etim, Yad, you know, it's Yad of the Chavim to Kifal Atman, if they're the one in the stronger position, so then even a monetary law would be an issue. So the Gemara says, uh, no, not necessarily true. It could be that, that, that it's only required over there because it was a case of uh, she was taken as a collateral and the money was never paid up in the due date. 
but if they just just capture a woman for ransom, then maybe it would have been more lenient. So it doesn't really prove it. Then we have it as uh, it was actually a question answer form. So in other words, it was they, first we thought it was a contradiction. We said in our Mishali de Maman is Muteris the Baila. I, why did re, this story require witnesses? Uh, it sounds like you don't need witnesses. So it must be, that, like this is where Rav Shmuel Bar says his statement that the, when, when the Goyim, uh, when the Jews are in charge, then when it's monetary law, it's more lenient, you don't need witnesses. But when the Goyim are in charge, then you would need the witnesses. And that was the explanation. Now, what we said in the, in the Mishnah that if it's Ali Dana Fashos, then she will be ushered back to her husband. So Rav says that what that's referring to is uh, like the wives of Kanavim, the wives of the of the, of the crooks. Um, so the, they would hang the crook, and the the family and everything, all the household is basically forfeit. So uh, Levi says no, since that's only monetary. After all, a crook is just because he stole stuff. But uh, we're talking more about nefashos, like nefashos that's considered that she is considered having probably been violated. It's like if the husband is a murderer, like Ben Dunai, that would be a different story. And that's so rough. So on that, Chizki said that's only if there was a Gemar Din that they actually rule, ruled on him that he needs to be killed. Um, Reb Yechon says, no, even without that, even if they want him for trial, for a trial, um, and they're going to give him a fair trial, it's still um, the fact that they... Um, that, 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 that he's an alleged murderer is enough to consider the wife forfeit, that's Machlokis. Okay, took us to the next thing. You have a city that was taken, uh, that, 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 was, uh, that was laid siege to, um, and then they broke into the city, so all the Kohanos that are found in the city are considered puzzled to their husbands. Because even if it was a rape circumstance against their will, they're still going to be prohibited to their husbands. If there are witnesses, it doesn't matter what level of a person, even a slave or a maidservant, they would be believed. But a person is not believed on himself. That's the only people who are not going to believe. You say, just because the husband or the wife says that nothing happened to her, that's not believable. So the question is, um, how is this uh, different than uh, what we find in Mesachas of the Zara? That uh, if you have an army that's attacking and it's a time of peace, so then any open barrel is assumed to be used, poured out. Um, for libation is therefore completely prohibited, and if it's sealed, then not. Um, but if it's a time of war, then everything's mutter because there's no time to do libation. Over here, they're busy with war. Why are they going to have relations with the women? So the answer is, is that um, you know, with different priorities, you have more time. Okay, that's what it is. So apparently, um, the priority of a libation is lower down on the totem pole. Even when you're in war, uh, you you're, will make time for having relations. And that's the idea. The Yetzer is tokif, and strength is, is very strong, and therefore, uh, that for that, there's time. Okay, Rabbi Yitzchak Berlozor says the name Chizkiah, that the difference is, is that if it's the same city or if it's a different city, uh, meaning the same country or a different country. And the idea is, is that if it's the same country, meaning they're taking over this to become, to incorporate it as part of their country, there's very, they have a vested interest in wanting, the, the army has a vested interest in wanting the populace to be, um, to be amenable, they want to tax them, they want to, and they want to, 
be on their good sides. So they're not going to rape the women. <laughs> That's just not, it's not good to win them over. Um, but if it's for an uh, enemy, then they will do that. They don't care what, you know, like they're from a faraway land. They're not coming to take over this land. They're just coming to destroy the people. So then they will definitely do that. So that's the answer that he felt. So the Gemara says, isn't there still a concern that maybe somebody's going to go and sneak out of the camp, even if it's army rule, and rape a woman? So Rabbi Yehuda Bar Shmuel says that they're watching each other. Still, they, they're sleeping. So the answer is, and this is, Rabbi Levi says that they have protections around the city so that anybody who separates from the troop will be found out. They have the protection, they have chains, so you're making noise even if they sneak away at night. And dogs who would bark and, and spikes in the ground if somebody tries crossing over. And geese, the, the honking, they're very good actually. The protect, uh, they, they will protect their animals. Uh, they're very vicious and they're loud and they um, and, uh, you know, so they definitely will alert anybody if something wrong is going on. So Ravaba Barzavda um, said that actually Rav Yudhinesia and Rabbanon were arguing on this. One says that we're talking about the same Karkum versus Malchus Acheres, and therefore it's no Kasha. And the other one says that it's still difficult. And he gave the answer that, uh, you know, there's a, they put protections around the city because, they are, have, because of that vested interest, and therefore there's no concern. Okay, Rav Yid Baravin said name Rav Barshian. If there is one hiding place, if there is a hiding place, so then the Kanos are all going to be permitted because maybe they hid in that hiding spot. So um, Rav Yirmi wants to know what if it only holds one person, and they're all wanting to know. So so do we say that each one we could say maybe that was the one that hid in the right hide, in that hiding spot, and therefore she's permitted, or not. Um, so the Gemara says, you know, we, this is, seems very similar to the, another halacha, when there's two paths uh, going from point A to point B. One side has a path that's blocked, and it's going to be tummy. Anybody who goes on that path, the other one is not. We don't know which one is the tummy one, which one's the Torah one. Somebody comes on one of them and um, deals with Tara, we're going to declare that it's Torah. Somebody goes on the other one and deals with Tara, we're going to declare that it's Torah, because it's a case of suffix toma bishus aravim, and that's fake tar. But uh, it's only if they ask one one not in front of the other. But uh, if they ask bevasachas, so then they will be tummy. And Rabbi Yossi says they'll be tummy no matter what. And Rav explained either Rav or Rav Yochanan explained that if it was literally exactly the same time, everybody would say tummy. If it was zacharis, everybody would say tar. The whole machlokas is is that where they're asking. Um, on, I'm asking about myself and about my friend. So is that considered coming bevasachas or is that considered zacher? And um, and uh, the point being is over here they're also being asking all at the same time. And we're assuming that we paskin like Rabbi because usually we paskin like Rabbi Yossi over Rabbi Yuda. So the Gemara answers that uh, there's a huge difference. That case over there, there's definitely tum on one of the paths and Therefore, between these two people, one of them is definitely tummy. So that's why it's not even a suffix over there. Over here, the whole thing is only a chashash, where only maybe it's a possibility that the woman was raped. We don't know for a fact. There's no fact over here. It's just likelihoods. And since it's only likelihoods, so then even if it's a, at all a possibility that she hid in the hiding spot, that wouldn't be a different story. Sarvashi so said, what about a woman who says, look, I, I, I happen not to be hiding, but nothing happened to me. 
do we give her the power of amigo, the believability that if she wants to lie, she would lie that she did hide in the hiding spot? Or we don't say that. So um, the Gemara says that also, this is similar to the case of the, the, the donkey rental. Guy rented a donkey, and the, and the owner of the donkey said, Look, I, if you're going from point A to point B, make sure you don't take the road that goes by the water. The, the, my donkey can't walk in water, it's dangerous, it's you know, going to harm the donkey. Got to go the other way. And okay, fine. And then he goes and, he, and the animal dies, the donkey dies, and he comes back and he said, you know, I will tell you the truth, I did go in the bad path, but I'm telling you, there's no water there. And it still died. So nothing, you know, so again, do we have the ability, ability to say, and, uh, and uh, the answer that we said is that uh, we don't believe him. It's like, you know, we know for a fact, it's like what we would call an Anans Adi. It's self-evident that uh, there is always water in that other way. So it's not like something that we can believe. So the Gemara says that's exactly the difference. That's the case over there. It's self-evident that we know that that other route is always water and it's always puddles, okay? Um, so he's saying there isn't, it's baloney. Maybe it wasn't that big of a puddle or something, but that's not, not something that we can even believe. And if he's telling us he took us that way, then it went in water by definition. Over here, the whole thing is only shot by the women and therefore, yes, you could be made. Okay. What if there's a witnesses? We said we accept all witnesses, even a slave maidservant. So what about her maidservant, her personal maidservant? Do we believe her or do we, do we not believe her? So it sounds like we would believe her. Problem is, is that we find that when it comes to Yichud, uh, where the woman is not allowed to be alone with uh, the, a man. Um, so basically we're talking about a case where her husband is on his deathbed. And... He, um, he, write, he writes a get to his wife so that she'll be divorced if he dies from the illness. But if he gets better, then not. Okay? So that it's only it's a conditional get, basically. And, um, and the, so at that point in time, they're no longer allowed to be together because since the get is written as of the date that it was written, um, if he would um, be with her and have relations with her, she would be... Um, she would it would basically destroy the validity of the get. It's called the get yasha, um, an old get that was basically canceled. It's assumed to be canceled once he's intimate with his wife after the get was written. That's basically the idea. So even uh, though the condition hasn't been met, so it hasn't been triggered. No, yeah, but the, he says the get is today. Is today if I die from this illness. So it's retroactive. But the point being is is that if they are together that that cancels out the validity of the get. You can, it's, it's going to be valid from the past, from okay, before. Uh, from that date. Okay. Right, so that's the idea. Anyway, bottom line is, her shivcha is not helpful, okay, uh, because she'll be, she's very comfortable in front of her personal maidservant. She could be unclothed there with, in front of her. She, would, she has no embarrassment, basically. So, um, and, and, you know, the, the personal maidservant would, would pretty much cover for her. So, um, so that's the question on the table. So we have a few answers. Rav Papi's answer is, we're talking about uh, over here captivity, and in captivity we're more makeup. Over there, that was Gitin, we're more machmer, but in captivity, questions, we always are looking for a lenient stance. That's Rav Papi's answer. Rav Papa's answer is, is that um, you're right, we do, but it is taka difference. If it's his maidservant, that's fine. Uh, but by hers, it doesn't work. 
So the Gemara says, what do you mean? By hers it doesn't work. But doesn't it say a person can't be made on himself? It sounds like that's who's not believed. But a maidservant, even her maidservant, would be believed. So the Gemara says, no. Even her maidservant is the same as her, basically. Um, that's like not a separate person, since it's her personal maidservant. Okay. That's the answer for Papa Ravash. He says, third answer. He says, we're talking about her, her maidservant. But there's a difference. And this is uh, like an insight into how, you know, how, how it is, even somebody who's very close, there's, who would protect uh, the honor of, of her mistress, there's still a difference. So in other words, she, what she sees, she keeps quiet and she will not say. Okay? Um, and therefore, over there, by the Gitin case, she's going to not say anything if she was intimate with her husband. So therefore, it doesn't help. Um, over here, her being quiet and not saying anything, is gonna, she's assumed to be prohibited and uh, compromised by the, by the armies that came in or whatever. Um, if she, she has to speak up and say, nothing happened to my mistress. Okay, so that's what we're that's what we're talking about. So to speak up, that she's not ready to lie. Um, so uh, that's the difference, and we find this similar to a story of Mari Bar Isak or Chana Bar Isak. Story goes like this: There was this fellow came and comes and he says, "I'm your I'm your long lost brother. I want to share in Daddy's uh, Yerusha, the inheritance." And um, what happened? And uh, they said, I don't know who you are. You know, like you say, you're my brother. You know, you're not. Okay? Prove it. Um, so, um, Rav Chizda, the case came up before Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda says, it makes sense that they wouldn't recognize you. After all, you left as a young man. You're coming back as an older man. Um, like Yosef was able to recognize his brothers. They were not able to recognize him. I kind of, it makes sense. So, bring a proof. So, he says, I happen to have witnesses. But all my witnesses are frightened to say anything because they know that uh, something, you know, an accident might happen to them if they say anything against uh, this guy because he's a very tough person, okay? He's known to be tough. So um, Rav Chistus flipped the case and he said to Mari Barisik or Khan Barisik, he said, you know what? You bring the proof that this guy's not your brother and we'll accept that. Sisters, what do you mean? Isn't the rule of Motsumi of Araya? Says so usually not for you, because you're a tough guy. Everyone, nobody's willing to testify against you. So bring a riot that he's not your brother. So the Gemara is saying, one second, isn't everybody afraid to say anything against him? So he'll find somebody to, to say something that he isn't his brother. The answer is no. That not, that people are willing to be quiet and not speak up against somebody if it's going to get them in trouble. But just because they might be in trouble, they're not going to say a lie and say that, you know, that he's not a brother when he really is, that they're not ready to do. So that's the same idea. It's two, two different, one being is it's two different levels. Same thing about this maidservant, it's two different levels. All right, so we brought down, actually, um, uh, two sources that really seem to be Machlok's Tanam over here. One source says that we trust a man, woman, child, father, mother, brother, sister, but not her son or daughter, and not her servant or slave, slave or servant. The other price says everyone's believed except for herself and her husband. So obviously, Rapapi and Rafasha are both going with the second version. They're saying everybody is believed, even her maidservant is believed. Okay, either because we're mako by by Shvuya, or like Ravashi is saying, no, uh, 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 even her own maidservant isn't going to outright speak up and lie. Okay, so they're definitely going with the second version. But what about Rapapa? Papa said that uh, we make a difference between her. Uh, her slave and herself. 
So maybe a would say that it's not necessarily machlok stanav. A would say that um, when would we maybe the circumstances? When would we believe even her maidservant? Um, only if she is mesiach lefituma. If she's saying it as a matter of fact, like the story we find of uh, that there was a story that came either before Shmulevi or before Rabbi. Person said mesiach lefituma, meaning he was just speaking out a story. That I was that we were taken captivity by the goyim, and I would always keep it. I never left my mother's side, and even when I'm leaving, I always had, you know, listening, paying attention, watching, being caring, and making sure that nothing would happen to my mother. And that was enough for Rebbe to say, uh, since even though normally we may not trust the son, but when you say it as a mesirchvitumah, that has the air of believability to it, and that's the case over there. And that's where we got up to yesterday. I'll take it from here.